Hospital 23, your podcast all about making work work. We want to start the podcast by acknowledging the land which we're recording on today. We're coming to you from Gadigal land, part of the Eora Nation, and we acknowledge and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and give our gratitude for their care of this land for thousands of years. To get down to the podcast, I'm James Hancock and alongside me today, as always, is Rhonda Brighton Hall. Hi, Rhonda. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Tess. Last podcast for the year. That's exciting. It is exciting. It's been a very, very, very big year. Not because I don't want to do another one. I'm just saying the end of the year is exciting. The end of the year is exciting. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, from here, it's pretty much falling over the line, which is good for everybody. Yeah. I feel like we're running towards it happily, though. I think we are, too. The last couple, of, is so last negative. couple of months have been fantastic. The last <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks have been phenomenal. So... Love yeah, it. no complaints. So we're going to do some uh, pretty great topics to finalise the year that was. It's been big and everyone we're talking to has had a massive, massive year. And Lots acknowledging of... that. Yeah, and acknowledging that. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've got three things to talk about today. One is our five predictions for 2024. Yeah, a lot of thought into those. Yep. A lesson from a Jack Russell. Not as much thought into that, but someone else put a lot of thought into that. Yep. <laughs> no, they did. It's a great article. I'm going to try and get it all right. We talked to that one and then remembering to connect. Yeah, very important this time of year, especially. Yeah, absolutely. And two and two and three, the Jack Russell and remembering to connect go together. They do. Hmm. Okay, great. You want to talk predictions for 2024? I do. Okay, great. So five, we like five. Five. I'm going to do one at a time and let's talk a little, little bit about each of them. I'd like that. Okay, great. First one is the R word. Yes. Drop, R being Rhonda. No, not no, the R word is, <laughs> let me read it out properly. I'll take it seriously now. Um, first prediction is the R word, whether it's technically a recession or not, that the economy is going to be slow in 2024. Yeah, it is already slow and everyone can feel that. So it's tough and people understand it feels a bit like running in mud at the moment for a lot of people. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. I think it's a good one. It's a good one to acknowledge so that other people are feeling, oh my goodness, this is so exhausting. And everyone goes, oh, but it's not a recession. You think, oh. Yeah. You know, therefore I must be weak or whatever it is. But I think it's hard. I was thinking about that one a lot. There's obviously all of the cost of living pressures and things like that that gets spoken about at a individual level or a household or here's my family, whatever, all of that, very important. Yeah. And then you get the, and I've sat in that room too, like same as you in banks. And it's like, the economist says, we're not technically in a recession because <laughs> technically a recession is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. They'll, they'll tell us, the data will tell us if that becomes true or not. But the one that we were talking about a little earlier is the four consecutive quarters of declining growth. So like ultimately yeah. not a recession, but it is a slowing economy. And I think that's exactly the mud you're talking about, which is super interesting. Yeah. And people are planning their work for 2024 and beyond. They're being cautious and they're sort of implementing a whole range of things that show that caution. Yeah, I think, and you can see it. it. Yeah. Like the, the things that people aren't talking about, like the really rapid slowdown of recruitment that's just been on fire for a couple of years is now so tough. Those people that's who run those point. businesses, very, very tough. And you're also seeing this, you know, people doing massive restructures all the time and taking out 10 to 15% of their workforce. That's a lot of people. It adds up. And so when we're talking to people, they go, oh, yeah, you know, this is this group is gone or that, that, that I've lost my job, whatever it happens yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people in that category. So if you're in that category, you're not alone. It is actually a very slow economy. Yeah. So that is the perfect segue from the slow economy into our second prediction, which is about workforce transformation, which we've said is the new word for the same old restructuring. It, 
Yes, it is. Sadly, I'd love it to be we're going to yeah. transform work in a really exciting and amazing way and work's going to be better and more inclusive and good for all of us. Yeah. But it is actually the same while restructuring in the vast majority of cases. There are exceptions. Yeah. And if you're in the exception, go you. But it's actually... Um, it's organisations that have failed to constantly iterate, reiterate their organisation over time, making sure that the development of their team aligned to the future <clears> needs and <throat> using that average 10% retrition, which most companies have got, <clears throat> to reshape constantly. So they're constantly looking at how they're working. And instead, they move to these jarring restructures where everybody <clears throat> goes behind closed doors and writes thousands of letters and then pops out and gives them to people in weird meetings. Yeah, and there's probably... I mean, there's a few things in that. One is... What are we doing as people and culture to make sure that doesn't happen or we're best equipped or whatever the right words are for that? That's yeah. one. Have the tough conversations much, much earlier, earlier so that it's not so dramatic and jarring. And the second one that maybe I haven't appreciated the, these two words enough, but is ultimately it's plant more than two words, organizational design matters. It does matter. Organizational design matters. Absolutely. And when yeah. you've got that really good hr function people and culture yep. function whatever you want to call it and they're constantly thinking about the right shape of the organization to meet yeah. customers and your needs and your business and your strategy and everything else they don't end up doing these things yeah opposed to build cut build cut build cut it sort of mm, doesn't yeah. do nothing for two years do everything at once do nothing for two years do everything at once it's just yeah. it's terrible yeah, so that is a trend that we're seeing and we expect, unfortunately, to continue into 2024. Third one, a bit of a change of tact, but, you know, working from anywhere, the conversation about hybrid work, et cetera, et cetera, is still right there for people that can do it. We talk about that data point a lot of over 9 million people need to physically be in a job to do something, whether it's care for people, make a coffee, all kinds of things. But working from anywhere is absolutely um, still a topic, but anywhere can be... A lonely place is how I put that. Yeah, we, you and I were in a focus group this week, which I thought was a really thoughtful conversation because you had these two sides to it. One side saying, well, mm. I have to be in front of my customers, so too bad, working in um, hospitality. And, the, and then the other person saying, well, the rethinking of work and working from anywhere isn't just about hybrid, remote, stay away from the office, don't come to the city. Yeah, It's actually about what days of the week do I work? How many hours do I work in a day? Like, yeah. how's the structure of my team work? How do we connect? Like, there's a whole bunch of more thoughtful mm. things. But if they aren't being thoughtful, that was a very thoughtful conversation. Yeah, If they're not being thoughtful about it, it's just basically, I'm okay, Jack, yeah. with my family and three dogs living on my beach house. Yeah. And I wish you well. And that loneliness of the wish you well person that's left out there in an apartment on their own or not with family around them or something like that is incredibly lonely. Yeah. And 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 it's and a, yeah, that connection to work was really important to them, and you can see some of them trying to come back because it is important to them. Yeah, and as you say, people that are just nowhere near and want to be, maybe it's very happy with the three kids in the beach house, but yeah, there's got to be there's got to be a middle ground. People can work anywhere, but they need to be more selective about how work family community society comes together and that's the debate that i think is lost yeah i think that's a really lovely set that set you just gave is beautiful because it is about how it all comes together and how we stay in good relationships and 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 if you're away from everybody it isn't just about i'm okay jack it's actually about okay especially if you're a leader like if you're at home and however good it is for you at home, you do need to be thoughtful on how you're connecting to other people and how you're staying in touch with them and what's the capability to do that and how do you yep. help them learn how to do that. 
Um, so however you're working, it's not as lonely as it could be. Yeah, and I was thinking about it, it sort of seems like a weird thing to say. I'm not saying people should commit crimes, but is some people go, a little bit more time by myself is cool, but you wouldn't want to go to solitary confinement either. <laughs> and it sounds weird, but ultimately for some people, there's great energy nice... that comes from people. And so one of the punishments we have is taking it away. And so whether you've chosen it really deliberately or not, or to how much or not, and all of that, um, loneliness is like a really, can be like a really crippling punishment. And so much really good evidence now through that loneliness in the last couple of years has become epidemic. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah that's something for us to think carefully about how we can play a role in making other people less lonely yep agree number four and we've sort of used this theme a little bit but i think it's absolutely still right there is polarity and divide where society and work collide and actually hr is not immune in this at all and we can talk about that a lot very true so certainly the societal divide has been global yep and that's really clear um, and that's been coming into work and mm-hmm. you see colleagues demand of each other to have shared opinions, shared agreement on everything. Yeah. And sometimes you just have different views. And so that divide is normal mm-hmm. and, and listening for each other, understanding the other side will be better for all of us if we can all see that there's not just one side, our opinion, mm-hmm. um, that it, there's a couple of different angles to this or perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the HR role in that. Yeah, that's right. There's the HR role in that. And the one that I keep, thinking about it sort of came up in the middle of the year for the first time I really noticed it thought about it is someone said sort of like there's culture work on one side or above a line or below a line, whatever but here's culture work and here's sort of the other side the hard side of HR meaning I don't know technical or something I don't know what they meant by it but it is industrial relations and employment law and I'm like okay so you see this as counter sides to an argument i see them as both really important <laughs> one's one can be re- reactive although not always like ir can be proactive and things as well thoughtful on how we want the work to work and culture yeah. and design or whatever else it's sort of so we're creating a divide of like i'm doing the real work in hr which depending on what side you might be on the culture side you might be on the ir side and like anything else the best people always realise that there's more than one side is how I would land that. They do and we get to work with them, don't we? Like you, we talked a little bit about this morning, there's some really good lawyers and so they completely yeah. understand there's a legal framework for everything we're doing at work. We completely yeah. understand that needs to be taken into account all the time but there's culture and way of treating each other and relationships all around that and they need to go hand in glove and when they do, things work really, really well. Yeah. Mm, it's nice. I think that's one, keep watching it. So polarity and divide society and work collide and yes, we spoke about HR. And then the sort of fifth one that we had, the kind of landing of it all, is that culture will be the battleground for next year, for 2024. Um, I agree. I think that it's here. It's already here. It's here. <laughs> People are either right in it, realising it's more important than ever. If the economy is slower, if tough decisions are going to be made, that's the one thing you can do and really get a hold of. Yeah. Um, and other people are just miles and miles away from it and will, if they give up the ground, will never get it back. Yeah, and, and it's I think it's there's a bunch of really simple things that have come in. Like we talk about respect at work and all that sort of the legalities of the programs on mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Uh, but there's also really simple things like respect, treating each other well, having a laugh, yeah. um, getting on really well. So there's some simpler things about culture that leaders are getting right at the moment and they're being thoughtful on that. There's also much, much more sophisticated work on culture, the real hard work, mm. not just a, you know, every leader does a respect course tick, but actually... Mm. 
you know, leaders are expected to create a great environment for others and so is every colleague and how do you put your innovative ideas in and sort of how do you get the business moving closer to customers and there's lots of thoughtful work on that and very, as we know, deep diagnostics on how you do your network analysis into society and what have you. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's getting pretty sophisticated and so that divide on that battleground, um, I think that's opening up at a great rate of knots. So they're the big five predictions. I feel like they're a little bit more somber, maybe, than last they are year. Quite I don't know. Somber, like, aren't they? I don't know, it must I don't be know a, what that's about. But. It's been a somber year. Yeah. But there's a good side to every single one of them. Like if you sat down and said, okay, what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Be thoughtful on how you go into a tough economy or mm-hmm. survive a tough economy. Mm-hmm. Be human on the way you do workforce transformations in the best possible way, not jarringly or cruelly. Yeah. Um, working from anywhere can be lonely, so let's work harder at staying connected and understanding what that takes. Yeah, absolutely. Society's dividing, but we don't all have to. Yep. So start to understand that one opinion is one opinion, and what are the others, and I'd love to hear them. Mm-hmm. And then culture being the battleground, be on the right side of history. Like, this is a sophisticated area now, and do better. Love it. You want to talk about Jack Russell's? I'd love you to talk about Jack Russell's. It's <laughs> such a great article you found. So I'm going to... So this one... Um, Short and sweet, but from the City Morning Herald, read it on the bus this morning, loved it. Um, written by, I'm going to say youngish journalist, I think might have been an intern, you know, this time last year kind of thing. Awesome. Um, apologies if that's not the case, but sort of new in their journalistic career and really lovely way of writing. Uh, n- name is Millie Moroy. Hope I'm saying it right. M-U-R-O-I. Um, and just wrote this article about a Jack Russell reminding her about homelessness she saw this dog spotted it um it kind of covered all the common fears people have when uh, they can go and talk to a stranger in effect um went through that spoke about the 20 minutes of deciding what to do and then eventually sitting down and talking to the person um really re- really interesting take on a lot of things written uh, in a great way and sort of said you know the jack russell dog whatever she's a dog lover was the connector between two people um yeah, just really great article. Loved it is it. a beautiful article. We should put the link on it so people can grab it. Deal. And then the third one, which I think connects to the Jack Russell and Millie's story, um, is this <laughs> yes. important message about connecting with it, with each other. Yeah, when you were talking about the article and showing it to the team, the Jack Russell article, yeah. I think there's also this piece around understanding the tough time of year, and you don't want to only talk about that. Mm. But it's a tough economy, added in, as you already mentioned, um, yeah being inclusive to people around you, work Christmas parties, people have always got this conversation around, should I go, should I not go, can I be bothered, basically. Mm. So um, if you can, I reckon right now we all just find the energy to get there for each other, get Mm. there for other people. So it's sort of what's my role in being there so that I can help other people who have found their time and energy to get there themselves. Mm. And it got me thinking about the best advice I ever heard Mm-hmm. Um, about networking and going to parties where you don't feel 100% comfortable and you don't know everybody and you feel a bit awkward walking in. Mm-hmm. It was actually from Ralph Norris, who was the CEO of CBA for about 16 years. I only saw his last 12 months, but he was mm-hmm. a phenomenal CEO. And I heard him speaking to the grad intake because that was one of my departments in 2010. And he made this reminder of how to go into parties and networking events because this woman's going, oh, how do you do it? Like, you must go to a light, your biz center of attention. See, of course, he is, and everybody clambers around. But he said, Oh, I always hate going to them because it's not my sort of thing, but I learned what to do. And he did this trick where he goes into a room, and instead of going to the middle and waiting for people to come to him, he goes to the outside, he looks for people who've found the time and energy to get there. They've 
taken their eyes off the couch and got to the party. Yeah. They might feel really uncomfortable, a bit nervous, don't know anybody. And he would find them on the outside of the circle, go and talk to them, ask them a few questions about themselves. What are you here for? Mm -hmm. Are you enjoying it? And then he would drag them across to anyone else that he'd been introduced to. So the first person was tough because he had to know two people. Yep. Introduce them to someone. Then he'd go back to the outside of the circle, introduce him to someone else, have a bit of a chat, drag them over to say hello to somebody else. So he would drag the edge of the circle mm. and connect them and introduce them to other people. Mm-hmm. And it. every time I found myself in a room where I thought, uh-oh, don't know anybody, can't see anybody, you just find someone who looks even more uncomfortable than you. <laughs> and like you that. just walk over and you conjure up the energy to... Um, help them fit in and you'll be surprised at how marvelous it makes you feel and how much more fun it is and how many people you meet in one night and then after a couple of events where people know that you do that and they watch you doing it um, people really appreciate you being there because you're the person who connects other people and glues them into the group and doesn't leave them sitting on the outside of the circle i love that example that's a great tip for any end of year events that we've got coming up (laughs) possibly tonight or or otherwise really good i'm going to hang out on the outside of the circle Um, i will come and get you and introduce you to people thank you Um, i I think it's i think it's like of everything else we've talked about it's one of those things that the best time you have at work is when you make yourself useful to other people yeah i love that that's a wrap that's what we wanted to cover. So we it have the, is a wrap for the, the whole year. The whole year. Five big predictions. Should I repeat them? Sure. So we had five for next year. Article to come. The R word, whether it's technically a recession or not, the economy is slower. Second one, workforce transformation, the new word for the same old restructuring. The third one, working from anywhere but anywhere can be a lonely and isolating place. Four, polarity and divide where society and work collide and we spoke a little bit about HR within that and people and culture within that and then five key one is that culture is the battleground for next year for 2024 um, it needs to be simpler but also more sophisticated than it's ever been before so really interesting balance in that awesome and what to do about those big five they're going to be the challenges how are you going to face them love it thanks for a great year thank you for a great year <laughs> I really enjoyed it particularly the last couple of months it's been wonderful been really fun and all we have to sign off with is keep listening to each other to us to your intuition and I guess to Christmas carols of course and, I think that's and any other song you want Michael Bublé cannot you can't go past him Mariah <laughs> Mariah Gary <laughs> um, have a wonderful festive season goodbye thank you